your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Oh, Trick out of back with you here. Five o'clock hour. The whistle blows. And here we go. Glad to have you aboard as we talk the world of sports with you over the next hour. Zilbin Mahente, he's going to be here. Whenever you flip on your TV, DirecTV 206, you see him on SportsCenter quite a bit. They really, uh, they work Zubin hard over there. That's a good thing, though, keeping that guy busy, keeping him out of trouble. We got that coming up here in about the next 15, 20 minutes or so. Zubin will be stopping by. Plenty of things to get into with him today. We'll talk about the rough week in the Big Ten from a week ago in college football and can they salvage things? Certainly Ohio State with the victory against TCU. They're in good shape. Urban Meyer will return this week against Tulane. The Green Wave coming in before the big one happening September 29th with Penn State hosting Ohio State. Obviously a huge day in the Big Ten that day as a lot of teams will be taking the week off. Iowa, Wisconsin after their game this week, they'll have a bye. Minnesota, Iowa's opponent after the bye week also will be a buy on, excuse me, be on a buy uh, that week. So we will get into that. Some NFL talk as well coming up with Zubin Mahente that comes your way in just a little bit. And then later on this hour, got a special treat for you. Mitch Holtis will be by. Now, Mitch normally joins myself and Ken Miller, and maybe you're stuck at work, don't have an opportunity to hear the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. He will be with us at about 5.40 or so here tonight as we get ready for the third game of the season. And how about those Kansas City Chiefs? I know. Look, we're the home-and-away voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. I was surprised. When I came to Des Moines, maybe one of the more surprising sports aspects of it was the sheer number of Kansas City Chiefs fans. And though I've lived in Iowa my whole life, I never knew a whole lot of Chiefs fans. There were a few of them growing up in North Iowa. Not many. Certainly oh, fourth on the list out of what we consider here in Des Moines, our local teams, uh, the Vikings, Packers, Bears, and Chiefs. They were certainly fourth on that list. And then when I lived in eastern Iowa, in Iowa City, in Cedar Falls, there were a few. I remember being very frustrated when the Chiefs were terribly boring. And KGAN, the CBS affiliate in Eastern Iowa, continually put games on. You know whose fault that was? Andy Garman, back when he worked for KGAN. I don't know if it actually was, but I'll blame him. He's the only guy I can remember to blame. But regardless of that, when I came here, I was shocked. Where do you, you go to a sports bar, do you see the Chiefs fans out and about? You go to Grumpy Goat. You're checking out, watching the Sunday games, and they're everywhere. They're, they're all over the place. Go out to Bennigan's, there they are. Chiefs jerseys. Old school. Len Dawson. But it is a big deal. And the way this team has played, you know, the 2-0 start that they have had, unless you are just one of those fans that continually believes in your team, if you looked at it outside of red and gold glasses of Kansas City, I don't think anybody could have envisioned the start that they have had. Going on the road against a divisional team in the Chargers, the team that Vegas had installed as the favorite, the team that talent-wise, you look at that roster 1 through 53 or 1 through 45, I think has the most talented roster, defensive backfield, 
Of course, the running game with Melvin Gordon, a quarterback in Phillip Rivers, weapons on the outside defensively. You got both sides. Just It seemed like it was all there. Well, all you do, go out there. Your first-year starting quarterback, Pat Mahomes, throws for four touchdowns, and away you go. But then week two, reality was going to show up, right? It's the Steelers. We know the recent history between Kansas City and Pittsburgh has been terrible from the Chiefs' perspective. And they go out there and put a 42 spot up, and Pat Mahomes throws six touchdowns, and he's up to 10 on the seat. It just, I don't think anybody could have thought of it. When I was looking at this team, the biggest thing I thought is if Kansas City could get to 3-3, three and 3-3 three, three and three, through the first six, they'd have them shot. They'd have an opportunity to win the division, get in the playoffs, and we know anything could happen there. Now you look at it, the 49ers, certainly not as daunting as maybe some people anticipated. I wasn't a big believer that the 49ers were a playoff-type team. Better, sure. You saw the wins at the end of the year. I think Garoppolo got a little bit more love than was deserved at that point. But that game, I don't think, looks nearly as difficult. You get the home crowd behind it. First home game of the season at 2-0 and at Denver. The Broncos were lucky to escape. Lucky to escape with a victory against Oakland at home, be it for Denver. See you go there. All right, feeling good. Now, the Chargers game, at least that one's at home. You go to the Patriots, who, well, speaking of the Jaguars, hasn't been exactly great. You go from a hey, worst-case scenario, got to be 2-4. and four. You're hoping for 3-3. Three and three. And now I think you can realistically talk about maybe 5-1 and one without it being a huge stretch. And then the schedule... Certainly eases up. Cincinnati and Denver back-to-back, followed by a road game in Cleveland. Arizona, who looks as inept as anybody this side of the Buffalo Bills. The Rams will be tough, but they're coming into your building. At the Raiders, chance at a road win. Ravens home, Chargers home, at Seattle. We know the Seahawks aren't what they've been. And the Raiders, to wrap it up, it goes from Boy, you get to 10-6, and six, you're winning this division too. You know, Kansas City fans, you go 13-3, and three, you might be hosting, and the AFC playoffs go through you. Now there's one caveat you have to throw there. As great as Patrick Mahomes has been, what happens when a little adversity comes along? Throw for 582 yards, 10 touchdowns, a QBR of 92. It's wonderful right now. But there are going to be times where Patrick Mahomes is going to struggle. He's not going to play at this whole level, his whole season, not just this season, but his whole career. There will be adversity that hits at some point. How does he react? Can the defense win you a game or two? Can they come up big? How much improvement will we see out of that defense? The Kansas City Chiefs are the most entertaining team in football right now. The way they're playing offensively and as poor as they are defensively, yes, that does play a part. Kareem Hunt in the backfield. And we haven't seen him really get going quite yet. His longest run this year is 16 yards. Hunt gets going with Tyreek Hill. Sammy Watkins is out there making plays. Now that'll be short-lived. Of course, he'll get hurt at some point. But for now, you get excited about that. Travis Kelsey, big play receivers. Guys that can make plays dynamic and coupled with doing it in an unconventional fashion. 
it's not just simply lining up and playing old school football. They're out there. They're doing it in unconventional ways. I love that stuff. I love ingenuity. Thinking outside of the box. I'm a big fan of that. You're getting that with Kansas City. You're getting that certainly with this Chiefs team this year. And as I said at the top of the show today, how about what we have this season? I mean, football in general, here in Central Iowa, and the things that matter most, got Iowa State, though, 0-2, still big expectations for them getting to a bowl game for a second year. Iowa's 3-0 with Wisconsin, and for all intents and purposes, maybe the Big Ten West crown on the line in September. The NFL, Bears, hopefully, arrow pointing up. Packers, Aaron Rodgers still out there, even if he's hurting. The Vikings, speaking of great rosters, there's one. And then Kansas City, and I said at the top, even the high school level, Dowling has a couple of losses, and maybe other teams feel like we do have a shot this year of winning a championship. Fun year. Fun, fun year. We're lucky here. We're lucky we get to talk to Zubin Mahente, and we'll do that next from ESPN. He'll be up next as we continue on. Taking you up until 6 o'clock tonight. Back with more Jimmy B and TC. I'm Trent Condon. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts. Instead of relying on pain medication to power through, stay active with help from Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy. They give you a personal touch to work towards your own wellness goals. With athletic recovery programs to outpatient orthopedic therapy, Angela Spencer PT of Champions Recovery Room will get you feeling your best. Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy, 3030 100 Street in Urbandale and online at championsrecoveryroom.com. Guys, let's be real. When you look good, you feel good. At the JCPenney wardrobe sale, you can get 50% off select men's suits, separate sport coats, dress pants, and accessories. Plus, select dress shirts, buy one, get one free. Raise your game with Collection by Michael Strahan. All the right looks to take your style to the next level. Also, save an extra 20% off with your JCPenney credit card and coupon or extra 15% off with any other method of payment. Hurry in. JCPenney, style and value for all. Pricing and coupon valid 913 and 923. Credit offer subject to credit approval. Some exclusions and restrictions apply. See store jcp.com for coupon and details. This report sponsored by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is simple so you can understand the details and be sure you're getting the right mortgage. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. Visit rocketmortgage.com today. Licensed in all 50 states, equal housing lender, NMLS number 3030. Is your child an animal lover? Host their birthday party at the Animal Rescue League of Iowa. The birthday guests will experience a mock adoption and take home their own plush animal. There will be face painting and also a visit from cuddly animals. This two-hour birthday party will allow time for birthday cake, gift opening, and a tour of the facility. We are now accepting reservations for next month. Get more information at arl-iowa.org backslash birthdays. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa to help with your franchise law needs. Rush Niggin with Brick Gentry Law PC provides law services for those involved in starting a new franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggin can assist you in buying or starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school football season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry Law PC and Rush Niggin. I'm so happy. Fumble! 
Football's back. Fire up the grill and crack open a cold one because it's time to celebrate with an approved by Joe tailgate. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Capital City Motor Company. This month, bring me your old car and score the nicer, newer ride you've been fantasizing about for just $10 down. Sack your old car and start driving a nicer, newer car of your dreams. Has the ref thrown a flag on your past credit problems? My one and only for the people credit approval process is the game changer you've been waiting for. We huddle up with the banks and lenders and call the audibles to get you approved and back in the game. Guaranteed. Stop driving a car you hate and punt it and drive home a nicer, newer car today for just 10 bucks down. I'm throwing a Hail Mary to make my month and I need your help. Trade in your old car and drive for just 10 bucks down. This is for a limited time, so get in here and score before the clock runs out. I'm Joe Clemens and I'm your dealer for the people. Come see us at Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University. One block off I-235 on the State Fair side. Call 265-1467 or online at approvedbyjoe.com, approvedbyjoe.com, www.approvedbyjoe.com. This year, it's our year. No, no, no. This year, it's my team. Yeah, this is the year. This season, everyone is going to know where I'm tailgating. My team, my colors, my flag. Hello, it's why I fly the flag. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Every team, every sport, every flag. Almost. Buy online and get free shipping. Heartlandflags.com. Does overpaying for something make sense? We don't think it does at Charterhouse Real Estate. That is why we have completely changed the commission structure at our real estate firm from what you are used to hearing about. Gone are the days of 6 or 7% to sell your home. We charge $24.95 plus 3%. Don't worry if that sounds a bit odd. Just know that on average, our sellers save thousands in real estate commission when they sell their home with us. The best part is our sellers still get full service, including social media marketing, their home on the MLS, a dedicated agent, and much more. Head to charterhouseiowa.com and use our calculator there to see what your savings could be. We are Charterhouse Real Estate, and we are changing the way you think about selling your home. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial final print wrap on your business vehicle, go to CompleteAutoWraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with the print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at CompleteAutoWraps.com. Welcome back as we continue on. Take it up until 6 o'clock tonight. It's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. As we do each and every week, happy to welcome on our buddy from ESPN. Watch him on SportsCenter. He is Zubin Mahentes. He joins us here today. Zubin, what's a good word? Not much, guys. How you doing? Everything's good here in Iowa, of course, getting ready for the big game in the state, 730 
on a competing network of yours, though, over on Big Fox. It's Iowa-Wisconsin. The anticipation certainly is palpable, but, you know, that loss from the Badgers to BYU took a lot of the uh, the national juice, it feels like, out of this one. Yeah, I think the steam certainly has kind of gone out of the engine for that game, mostly just because, like you said, of what Wisconsin had done. But I think if you're an Iowa fan, just for the purposes of your audience, I mean, it's terrific news. I mean, people didn't really know what to think about Scott Frost. I think a lot of people felt what Frost said was right, which was get us this year because we're coming, meaning in years in the future the West is going to be a lot more competitive and Nebraska is going to be right back in the mix where they weren't with Coach Riley. But obviously, you know, he got himself into a pickle here. You know, when you name a starter that early, it just goes to show how different things are, uh, Trent. You know, it's one of those situations where I think in years past, you know, it's very rare these days to see a Tyler Cornelius at Oklahoma State who's just going to wait, wait, wait. It's very rare to see a Blake Sims who's going to wait, a Jake Coker who's eventually going to transfer and then wait. Um, and as soon as Adrian Martinez got the job, Gebbia said, I'm out of here, and then suddenly you're left with a walk-on transfer quarterback. So I think Nebraska's coming, but their short-term future looks obviously bleak. They've lost six in a row going back to last year. First 0-2 starts since 1957, so that's good for Iowa. And obviously, uh, this loss to BYU clearly puts Iowa in the driver's seat. I, I wouldn't go as far as to say, because this is just such a week-to-week sport, and you just don't know. Um, it's evidenced by how good Iowa looked against Ohio State last year and how poorly they played against Wisconsin. But it does certainly seem like, I'm not, I'm not going to go ahead and say this is a one-game season for the Hawks, but I would say it's pretty close. The only reason I won't go ahead and say it's a one-game season is because Iowa, to me, especially right now at the quarterback position. Um, I was expecting a little bit more, but then again, it's a small sample size. Um, they just have not shown over the course of time. It's, it's funny, Trent. Wisconsin is the sort of team, like had they entered this game undefeated in one, I would say, okay, lock it up for the Badgers after a 13-0 regular season last year. They're just uber consistent. Um, I just think with Iowa, they are capable of playing an outrageously great game and then just falling right back down <laughs> to earth. So, I think it's a, it's a one-game season in the minds of many, but because this team isn't as consistent as, say, Wisconsin or Clemson or Alabama or Ohio State, um, I'm not willing to go there all the way, but I'm pretty close to saying it's a one-game season. It really feels that way. Wisconsin losing to BYU, a head-scratcher, but that's what makes uh, college athletics great. Another head-scratcher, Zubin, is what happened to your alma mater, Rutgers- Gets beat by Kansas. That in its own right, not overly shocking. But to beat in the fashion that they were, what's going on with your Scarlet Knights? It's a great question. You know, I think there's a lot of people saying that they're going to fire their head coach. I don't think they are. That seems to be a very popular opinion that obviously anybody that loses to Kansas 55-14 probably shouldn't have the job on Sunday, right? Much less have the job next year. But, uh, you know, look, he signed a uh, five-year, $9.8 million contract, Chris Ash, the head coach. Um, that's a lot of money, and he just signed it. And they played fairly well last year to their standards. I mean, three Big Ten wins is nothing to shake a stick at or whatever, but it's one of those things where they'll take it, considering their place in the Big Ten. But I think when you sign a five-year, $9.8 million contract, it's going to be very, very difficult to move on. Um, I had heard that this was the most embarrassing loss in school history. It certainly has got to be right there. And considering nobody's been playing football longer than Rutgers, it makes it doubly worse when you really think about it, <laughs> considering... <laughs> They played the first game ever contested. Um, but I think that they're fine in terms of who their coach is. Now, I'm not saying I'm fine with it. I just think for people that think they're going to upend Chris Ash and move him out, 
I just think the financial commitment is too great. The athletic director, Patrick Hobbs, who gave him that deal, certainly doesn't want to back out. You know, this isn't a rich private school. This is a state school that has the same issues that every other state school certainly has right now, funding, et cetera. So while I think this is a huge black guy and a gigantic embarrassment, I actually do feel good for David Beatty because I think he's been really put in an extremely difficult spot. And if they continue to play with this sort of moxie, I'm not saying how many more games they can win because obviously the quality of competition in the Big 12 is a little bit greater than what you're going to get with Rutgers. But if he makes Jeff Long have to make a decision, and I think if I'm Jeff Long heading into that game Saturday, Trent, I'm like, all right, we'll see what happens here. Maybe he'll finish with two wins, three wins this year, and I'll just move my guy in. I'll get whoever I want to get in here and rebuild this thing the way I want to do it with my vision. But I think the best thing that Beatty can do is make this really, really tough, make it really, really, really tough on um, him to make this call. Uh, but in terms of my alma mater, Trent, I would just say that uh, – while I certainly think most fan bases wouldn't put up with this, and I certainly think there's a segment of the fan base that just feels like they'll never live this loss down, and, and I think they're justified to feel that way, um, I don't think he's going anywhere because of the parameters of what's been put in place. I've, I've often said this. I said this to somebody yesterday. Um, the only way I think they're going to be able to make it back is to be able to rehire uh, Greg Schiano. And the way Ohio State's going right now, as you well know, um, he's probably going to end up getting another job by this time next year. I think he's going to be a head coach in the Power Five uh, somewhere else because I think Ohio State is headed to the playoff, and their defense holds up. I think he's going to move on and do bigger and better things. But uh, there's a lot of politics there. He was very, very tight with the head coach, Kyle Flood, who was uh, pushed out after the very acrimonious circumstances regarding grades. And I think Greg is very loyal to him, and I think he's very upset at the way Flood was pushed out. So I think if you're an Iowa fan and you're keeping tabs in Ohio State, You'll probably see Shiano coaching again this time next year, just probably not at the place a lot of people wish he was. <laughs> no doubt. Big picture, Zubin, as we see the continued changing in television demographics. When the Big Ten Network got started, we know about the carriage fees that they have, not just in Big Ten territory, but across the country. Rutgers, Maryland, certainly made sense with the, with the bases that they have and the population bases that surround those universities. As you look forward, could there be a time where the Big Ten looks back and says, not only was this a bad decision, we're going to go in a different direction? Could, could you see that as a possibility? And is that a concern at all for a program like Rutgers? I don't think they would relegate them to use a soccer term. <laughs> or I don't think they would extract them or contract them to use a Major League Baseball term. I think that's just too extreme. If nothing outside of on-field performance is considered. I think the only way you're going to get the uh, extraction from the league is if something nefarious were to happen. Um, and obviously, unfortunately, as you know, in college athletics, we've seen that quite a bit, from SMU to Baylor to Penn State to Michigan State. And obviously, there's you know, point-shaving scandals at Arizona State. There's issues like that, I think, are basically tantamount to getting thrown out of a league, and obviously I just mentioned all those examples, and none of those teams, SMU is a little bit of a different story because college athletics has changed so much, but you know, Penn State and Michigan State are firmly in the Big Ten, and Arizona State's not going anywhere. Um, but I think it would have to be something to the extreme level that would just shock people beyond the sports world to even consider that. And I think that could happen. I mean, obviously I'm hoping it doesn't happen to anybody, any school, anywhere. But I think other than something happening off the field, I don't think they're going to be asked to be moved out of the league. I think you have to look at it from a two-pronged approach. I think most people look at it and say Maryland and Rutgers have been a disappointment. Rutgers has been a far bigger disappointment. But it was a risk-reward for the league. 
the league made the decision based on what they know at the time. Look, if I, if I could have invested in Google 15 years ago or Netflix 10 years ago, I would have done it. <laughs> if I could have got on board with Jeff Bezos and Amazon on day one, I would have done it. Or if I could have invested in vitamin water, I would have done it. But it's one of those things where the league looked at it and said, we have to crystal ball this. You know, we are in a rust belt area. Our population demographics are shifting. The hottest growing places in the country are the southeast and the mountain west region, Nevada, Arizona, and most of the southeast. People are leaving the Midwest. We need to make sure we can expand our footprint. And at that time, I think if you look at the parameters at that time, it feels like a weird geographical fit. But, yeah, West Virginia feels like a weird geographical fit in the Big 12. They had to look at it from a business perspective and say, at this time, in order for us to grow, because remember, at the time, remember, they're going a tete-a-tete with the SEC, who's bigger, who's badder, who's got a bigger television network, who's got a bigger reach, who has more passionate alumni. And I think they just felt like, in most businesses, as you know, bigger is better. And in this case, bigger would be spreading its wings and reaching a larger footprint, getting into an area of the country where there are a ton of Big Ten alums. To bring Rutgers into the Big Ten solely wasn't about Rutgers. I mean, there's Michigan fans everywhere. There's Ohio State fans everywhere. There's Penn State fans everywhere. You well know you could have a hawk gathering pretty much anywhere in a major city Mm -hmm. in the country, and people will show up. The other thing I would quickly say on the other side, Trent, nobody really talks about it because it's a very minor situation, but you have to look at it from Rutgers' standpoint. Rutgers is in the Big East. They were in the AAC. They were in no man's land, and suddenly someone swooped in and said, hey, how would you like to join the Big Ten? And if we get to a point where there's a super conference, let's just say with 64 teams, they eliminate the Power Five and they all go there, that's going to be the ultimate in or out. Never mind Boise being in the Mountain West or any of these things, or how could some of these teams upgrade, or it's a Power Seven basketball conference in the Big East. If we ever get to a point where it's strictly these 64 and everyone else, Rutgers knows on its merits there's no way that they could qualify probably for that 64. So if somebody's going to come in and put a helicopter over the university and drop an escape ladder, <laughs> Rutgers can grab onto the ladder and climb into the helicopter, they're going to take it. So most of the coverage, as you said, has been put forth by why it was beneficial to the Big Ten. But when Rutgers was dropped with that opportunity, Trent, that's like someone offering you a lottery ticket and say, hey, actually, this is the Powerball. I just saw it on the news. Why don't you go cash this baby in? It's yours. I think from Rutgers' standpoint, that's how they saw it. And I don't think people realize it's always a two-way street. The minute Rutgers was offered it, they were going to take it. And in that case, I'm not sure what the Big Ten could have done because Rutgers was probably offered something they just could not refuse and probably thought they could not get elsewhere anywhere. Zubin, uh, you mentioned Michigan, and they take on Nebraska this week. A big game in terms of name recognition, but well, that's about it from the uh, product currently on the field. In the future, maybe we'll get something better. But this is rekindling a lot of memories of 21 years ago. Zubin, Nebraska, Michigan, the split national title of 1997. Your thoughts on that? And if we ever did get that game, who would have won? That's a great point. You know, that's I I believe that game is actually on Fox Saturday morning. Um, I kind of wish it was on ESPN because I think it would have been great, great to have Greasy on the call. You know, I think it would have been just... Perfect. And we could have gotten Woodson involved from the NFL aspect. We could have ripped him off Sunday NFL countdown for a day to do something with that. Um, but obviously, alas, that is no problem. Um, can't be done because I think the game is at Fox at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, believe it or not. I think there's a, it's like an 11.30 a.m. Eastern kick. Very hard to say who would have won that game. I think there is some sentimental nature. I don't know. I'm trying to remember back 21 years. I seem to recall, I don't know if you do, 
that a lot of people thought, again, now this is just, uh, this is just something that I'm shooting from the hip here. I don't really have to, have to go back and really dig into it. But I seem to recall that that championship for Osborne, to many people, um, was a thanks for everything, here's one on the way out the door kind of thing. Not that they didn't deserve to be a championship team, not that they weren't a championship team, not that they didn't have a great quarterback, but the idea simply being that um, we know you're kind of done or you're going to be done soon. You've done amazing things for the sport. Um, obviously, there was a, you know, the Lawrence Phillips situation happened. But generally speaking, I think if you ask most college football fans what they think of Tom Osborne outside of the state of Nebraska, where obviously he's a legend, but even outside the, the state's borders, I think a lot of people would tell you he exemplified what was right with college football in many ways, not that Phillips situation, but what was right with the sport in general, how he comported himself, how they went for the win against Miami, all of those sorts of things. And I'm not saying that they would ever do this, but I think there was some sort of sentimental nature of, you know what, um, how great would it be if we gave this to him on the way out the door, knowing that this team was deserving too, but it was the extra little oomph that we could give him to give him one more championship. Obviously, what's crazy about that trend is, I believe, I would I'm just try to think about this, because the BCS started in 98 um, to a degree. I mean, obviously, I know there was some sort of disagreement between Oklahoma and USC in the early 2000s, but... You know, it's, it's sort of the, the split national title. When you get to the BCS age and the college football play, playoff era, um, it's, just, it's just something that has never been done since. I just obviously we're at a point now where we're not going to see anything like that uh, anymore. And it just goes to show you that it, there are a certain time trend that these two teams are both vying to be a national championship contender. You asked me who I think would win. And we just have to sit, literally just shrug our shoulders, throw our hands up in the air and say, I don't know, they're not going to meet. And in 1997 and 1998, it sounds bizarre, but, like, people were like, well, that's just college football. Like, I mean, can you imagine now with everything we've done with the BCS and the playoff and the plus one and the bowl alliance to get to this point? I can't imagine in today's day and age people could sit there, look at Nebraska, look at Michigan, and say, why do they just play? (laughs) Why do they just play? And I think back even just 20 years ago, not like a million years ago, 20 years ago, people had just resigned themselves to the faith that, like, well, they're not playing. So I guess they're both champions, which and if you fast forward 20 years, the way that we decide things today, I think that would be looked at as very, very peculiar. It's, it is an oddity that luckily we won't see outside of those group of five teams like Central Florida, and they can claim national championships even if they weren't actually crowned one. And I don't have a problem with that, Zubin. I, I know there's still people that, that get rankled and get fired up about it. They won every game on their schedule. They beat Auburn in a big bowl game. I don't got a problem with them putting putting their name out there and say they're national champions. They're the only team without a loss, at least. No, I don't either. And I think this is one of those things where this is more for branding. I think if you're Central Florida, you look at it and say, Boise has been able to do this in a sustained fashion, right? Boise has been able to do this in a sustained fashion. Texas Christian kind of used to be Boise, then they got into the Big 12, so it got a little bit different. But we've seen ha- teams have those, those ebbs, right? Hawaii had an ebb with Colt Brennan, haven't really been able to do it consistently. Um, you know, Fresno State had a little bit with Pat Hill, then it ebbed, might be coming back now with Jeff Tedford. But really, Boise is the only school right now that has really been able to say consistently, right, Houston had an opportunity, all these teams have had an opportunity. Boise's been the one. And I think Central Florida looks at themselves right now, going back to our first question of, What's the best thing we can do right now? Like expanding the Big Ten, as you talked about when Jim Delaney made that decision. I think if you're UCF, you say to yourself, 
there is no reason we can't be Boise right now. Think about where we are. We're 13-0. and We're in central Florida. We're in Orlando. We have a really nice stadium for the size of our league. We're in a pretty good league. We can play decent competition like South Florida, like other teams, like Memphis that can get us on the map. We have a Heisman Trophy winner, excuse me, Heisman Trophy candidate that just finished in the top ten. Very quietly, Mackenzie Milton finished in the top ten. Nobody's talking about it. We have a hot coach at the time in Scott Frost. So why don't we strike while the iron is hot and make sure we can maximize our attention? Do they really think they're champs? I don't know. They did have the parade. They did do all that stuff. They even rankled Nick Saban, which shows you obviously that their mission was somewhat successful because other people started talking about it as big as Nick Saban is in the sport. But I think they look at it and say, all right, what's our window? Uh, we have this next guy in, Hypo. Hopefully he'll be as good as Frost. But even if he isn't, we got maybe one of the best players in the history of the program playing the most important position for us right now. We're in a great state. Miami's struggling. Florida's struggling. Florida State is struggling. Clearly no top-shelf recruit is going to choose them, excuse me, choose us over them. But we can get in the mix for a lot of guys. People want to go to places that are winning. They have a gigantic student enrollment. I believe it's upward of 40 or 50,000 yeah. people that go to UCF. It can be a really big deal. So I don't fault them because I think part of them knows it's not really serious, but part of them knows this is the sort of free pub with this sort of transcendent season that they'll never probably be able to replicate. So why not just grab as much as you can, as far as you can? Trent, I almost equate it to like being in a boy band. Right? You're like 15 or 16. By the time you're 22 or 23, you're washed up. <laughs> so you might as well just use the three or four or five years you're in the boy band, go to every mall, sign every autograph, play every arena, and then by the time six or seven years come around and you're too old and you're too played out and you're not culturally relevant anymore, you can relax with that $15 million you made going from tour stop to tour stop to tour stop. So I think a lot of it is just strike while the iron's hot, and that's exactly what UCF is trying to do. And if they rankle some people in the process, so what? <laughs> Not a big thing. Not a big thing at all. Zubin, we'll let you go with this over to uh, the other football that you keep a close eye on, and that's obviously the National Football League. When the schedule came out and I looked at Monday Night Football Week 3 and I said, oh, look at this dud. Pittsburgh, well, at least we'll get to see the Steelers and that high-powered offense and Le'Veon Bell against the decrepit Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then it goes another step without Jameis Winston. And my favorite story of the NFL season has been Fitz. Fitz coming out in the Deshaun Jackson gears, got the gold chains going. Break up those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Never know what you're going to get in the NFL. Yeah, I think for Monday Night Football, I think the ratings have kind of shown across the board, even the Sunday night game. Uh, if you saw the Dallas Cowboys, the NFL's crown jewel franchise, last Sunday they had one of their lowest rated local games, local games in Dallas, in the DFW, like if you were tabulating how Iowa and Iowa State would do in the Des Moines metro area or out in Cedar Rapids. They had one of their lowest outputs since about 2009. Now, granted, the game was extremely boring. Uh, the Giants are incredibly boring, and I have no idea other than market size why they continue to show up on national TV all the time. But that was one of the lowest-rated games uh, in years, even in the Metroplex. And that is not cause for concern, but I think you have to raise your eyebrow. But I think what's ended up happening, Trent, is it's pretty clear that unless it's your team or the game is uber-compelling, People are just not watching the way they used to. Now, you might watch the Bears game Monday night because you are a huge Bears fan. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and Ken might watch because he loves football. But in week four, the game is going to be Kansas City at Denver. We got lucky there. Great couple storylines. You got Patrick Mahomes with 10 touchdowns, no picks. Who knows what he'll do this Sunday. 
against Von Miller, AFC West. He's the hottest young kid in football. Great storyline. Pittsburgh, what's going on with Antonio Brown? What's going on with Le'Veon Bell? What's going on with Ryan Fitzpatrick? It's a great storyline. So even if you're not a Steeler fan, and boy, there are tons of Steeler fans, even if you're not a Bucks fan, the Bucks are averaging under 60,000 fans uh, a game. Now, granted, they haven't played a ton of home games, obviously, but you know, that's another stadium that's suffering. The Redskins, uh, over the weekend, had their, I think this has been ended long ago, but the team tried to stretch it out. I'm sure you know teams try to do this all the time. Um, they had their 50-year sellout streak in. They had 53,107 people at their game in a stadium that seats like 80,000 people. Mm. And, again, that had been struggling for a while. They'd been able to kind of keep it up, you know, giving away tickets and doing all that sort of stuff. But it's just coming to the forefront that even if it's the Dallas Cowboys, a team like that, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who you'll see on Monday night, Patrick Mahomes the following Monday night, who's taken fantasy owners and regular owners <laughs> by storm. If it's not a compelling game or it's not your team, it is getting harder and harder and harder for people to watch a game. Not me. I love it. I do it for a living. Not yep. you. You love it. You do it for a living. But it's one of those things where, and by the way, every week the NFL puts out a statement saying top five shows on TV this week. By the way, NFL, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> so for people that think the NFL is dying, uh, it's still capturing people on TV more than any other thing could even hope to. So I think the league knows exactly where it stands with the television viewer. But it does have to sit back and realize and say, we used to be able to put any two teams on the Sunday CBS doubleheader, America's Game of the Week on Fox, Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football, and if we gave them two good teams and two good windows, mm -hmm. we could guarantee 20 million people are going to watch. And you cannot, maybe other than Sunday Night Football, and if it's like the Pats on CBS, it is very difficult, maybe the Cowboys on Fox, very few examples where you can guarantee 20 million. I'll tell you a guy that used to bring 20 million to the table trend all the time, with Peyton Manning. I don't think people are, I think people are underestimating how much his loss has hurt the league in terms of just a couple of million viewers here or there, but a guy that can bring a couple million viewers to the table is incredible. So we'll hope for a good one next Monday night because one of the boxes is checked, the great storylines box with Fitzpatrick, and then the following week we'll have Mahomes in Denver, and if he continues to play the way he is, I think that'll check the great storyline box too. So I'm optimistic. Zubin, appreciate the time, and uh, we will talk again next week. You be good. And I did tell Ken earlier today, you weren't ducking him earlier this week because of your Scarlet Knights. He liked that. He liked I am that. embarrassed, but not. I'm embarrassed, but not shamed. So I'll be back with you and him next week. That sounds great. Thank you so much, Zubin. Thanks, guys. Zubin Bahete with us, ESPN Sports Center. As we get the time out, back on the other side, we're talking to the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. Up next. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. Build your business. At Sinorama of Ribbondale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Ribbondale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100 Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia urbandale 
This report sponsored by Staples. Staples offers bold color printing to help your business stand out. Now get 20% back in rewards on your color printing. In-store only. Offer ends 11, 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store staples.com slash 20 back for details. Print more color, attract more customers, save more money. Staples. For tonight, partly cloudy, warm, and breezy. A low near 72. Rain chances stay mostly to the north. Then partly cloudy to mostly sunny Thursday. Hot, humid, and windy with a high near 90. Then a good chance of thunderstorms Thursday night. I'm Local 5, Chief Meteor. Brad Edwards. Did you know that a well-insulated garage door can keep your garage warmer in the winter? At Advanced Door Systems of Ankeny, we can help you find the garage door that not only has a high R value, but looks great also. Visit our website, ads-doors.com. That's ads-doors.com to learn more about garage door options and styles available from Rainer and CHI. Then contact us for a free quote. Advanced Door Systems, the right door, the right way. This is Hawkeye coach Kirk Ferentz. My players know that determination and a strong will can lead to endless possibilities. For years, Iowa farmers have believed that also. Farmers are the backbone of this country, and their dedication to bringing us food and energy has never been more important. That's why we're proud to wear the America Needs Farmers logo on our helmets. Join the Hawkeyes in the Iowa Farm Bureau as we celebrate farmers during ANF Game Day on September 22nd. For more information and pick up some great ANF merchandise, visit americaneedsfarmers.org. Sponsored by the Iowa Farm Bureau Federation. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus and online at therookiesportscards.com. From the Barrel, Des Moines Whiskey Festival kicks off this year and will be taking place in downtown Des Moines. Ladies, don't miss our Friday night kickoff dinner, Women in Whiskey, featuring a five-course dinner, whiskey pairings, and great entertainment. Women in Whiskey proudly benefits our amazing sponsor, Susan G. Komen. Tickets on sale now at dsmwhiskeyfest.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. 
Welcome back as we put a cap on things here for a Wednesday edition and very happy to welcome in here during drive time our good friend Mitch Holtis. You hear his voice on the Kansas City Chiefs broadcast. You heard it last night with the Coaches Show. Mitch, thanks for joining us here in drive time. How are you doing today? Well, awesome. There's so much anticipation. Finally, the Chiefs get to play at home. Yes. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, are they the most entertaining team in the league? with a quarterback that has 10 touchdowns in two weeks to seven different receivers and to win on the road against the Chargers and the Steelers and then to finally get to play at home against a good 49er team. It's, there's, I mean, the kingdom is buzzing. You know, we talked during the summer when we were breaking down the Chiefs, and you know how it is. It's sports talk radio, your W and L and things, figuring out. It was, you know, if they could just keep their head above water and get through this stretch three and three, maybe even two and four. Maybe they can backdoor their way and get the division crown. Road wins in L.A. against the Chargers at the Steelers, which has been a house of horrors throughout the years. And now you look at this schedule, it doesn't feel quite as daunting here the first six as it once did. Well, you just, uh, honestly, and it sounds cliche-ish, but I guess we're on sports radio so you can do the WNL. <laughs> But honestly, this is a team that's just got to keep right on focus. Mm-hmm. And there's here San Francisco that after winning their last five games of the year last year with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, you know, many were thinking, still are thinking, they could challenge for the NFC West. Looks like Seattle's leaking some oil. We know Arizona's off to a rough start, and some think the Rams are the best team in the league. So here's San Francisco coming in, and this will be you know, a feisty, worthy opponent to come into Arrowhead this Sunday. It is a good one. Jimmy G comes in with the 49ers. You mentioned the anticipation, the excitement that has been building. And, and Pat Mahomes seemingly has done everything right. And, and through the first two weeks, how can you say no to 10 touchdown passes? He's on pace for 80 on the season. But this team as a whole, from where the expectations were before the year to where they are today, how is Kansas City? You mentioned that buzz. It's just got to be incredibly palpable right now. Yeah, it goes back to your comment, though, about the schedule when they saw how daunting it was to go two Chargers, two Steelers in the first two weeks and do it on the road. There was some anticipation of, hey, just come out of a one-and-one and come at home and see what happens. Nobody thought this. Uh, the thing that's overlooked, too, is how dominant the team has been in special teams. The Chiefs' 91-yard punt return touchdown forced a fumble on a punt return by the Chargers. That led to a short field touchdown. The long punt return last week by uh, DeAnthony Thomas on a decoy move uh, led to the short field 10-yard touchdown drive. I mean, you throw that in there as a defense, and everybody's looking at it, criticizing, needs a lot of work, and that's understandable in some areas. But they're also getting stops uh, at critical times. And what will they do at home? I mean, that's, I think, what people are looking at, too, is could this defense, with the crowd behind it, have a better week at home against the 49ers. Well, I think that's a, a big part and, and something you certainly can see. We see defenses be able to do that a whole lot. Availability of Eric Berry. Where do we sit right now? Expectations getting him back, and, and when he is back out there, how much can they expect? Well, I know it's frustrating for you and frustrating for fans, but I there's just, I, I mean, I don't have anything to add there. Yeah. Um, I, I I do think that it's heading in the right direction. I feel this way, that it's not going backward, it's going forward. And they're just going to be overly cautious with it, uh, specifically with that injury. You know, it's interesting, this week the Chiefs play Richard Sherman. 
Richard Sherman, of course, had all the, the great years with Seattle, but he's working on a second Achilles injury as well. He tore the right. He's had bones, bone spurs, I believe, in the other one. And so it has somewhat limited him in his effectiveness, although he's trying to gut through it, right? Tough guy. But, uh, yeah, I'm just looking at a torn right Achilles and bone spurs in his left Achilles. So for Sherman, it's, it's been a challenge as well. The Chiefs just want to be really super cautious and not rush it. Patrick Mahomes, there's going to be some kind of lull at some point this year. I, I don't. I mentioned he's on pace for 80 touchdown passes, but there's going to be a spot where he is going to struggle. There's going to be an interception. There's going to be a, a bad game. His temperament, how he is wired, how good do you think he's going to be able to handle that? Or are you going to see what we see with a lot of young quarterbacks early on? Sometimes it can turn into a difficult stretch, not just a difficult game. Yeah, but Trent, this guy's unusual. I, I think we're finding out more and more, even those of us that have been around him for a year and a half, that uh, I told you his toughness, his emotional maturity, his mental maturity, his capacity to learn, his capacity to understand. Uh, he's had a lot of stuff thrown at him the last two weeks by the Chargers and the Steelers. They were stunned because they gave him looks that young quarterbacks usually wilt under especially Pittsburgh, and he frustrated Pittsburgh by just making the right read and tearing them up. I understand that it's going to, you know, we well know he's coming for a tough patch somewhere. It's the National Football League, come on. But I don't think it's going to phase him. I, this guy, wow, I mean, he's ahead of where I thought he would be even when we started our reports in St. Joe. The stuff he's done in these last two games, and it's not just throwing the 10 touchdown passes. It's been handling the four-minute offense. It's been doing the things a winning quarterback needs to do. He has been in control of both games, like you see the great quarterbacks in this league do. Uh, now, he got some help with the early starts. As I mentioned, the two special teams plays uh, got, the, got him off to a good start. But he was in control of the game the other day. And Roethlisberger wasn't as much. I mean, he didn't make the mistakes Roethlisberger made on missing some uh, receivers or mishandling some certain situations. So just stay tuned. I, I understand. I've got all got to keep our shoes on here with this guy. But I'm also telling you, he's, the Chiefs have something here, and even more than maybe I thought they had, at least at this stage in his career. Mitch, uh, we'll let you go with a look to the weekend, noon game, Sunday getting out of church, listening to the pregame with Mitch Holtis uh-huh. here on 1700. You're thinking a little lunch, and uh, I know the Donaldson's got an idea for the people out there thinking pizza on Sunday. Well, yeah, you, you, you guys always make me hungry with this segment because I'm thinking, you know, what, when do I get off and what do we do? Yeah, they got all kinds of stuff going on in September, but this is their... Uh, this is a big month for them because this is the their JDRF fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've got the large two-topping and bread side for thirteen ninety nine, or a large five-topping, a large five-topping uh, that is only fifteen ninety nine, and then a dollar is donated to JDRF for each special sold. So, again, it's the way they roll. Uh, they do so much for, you know, in, a, in philanthropic projects in Iowa, but... September's a big month for them because they try to help JDRF as much as they can. That's Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs, and with us with Papa John's of Iowa and the Donaldson family. Mitch, we will talk again next week in our normal spot, 1 o'clock on Thursday. Thanks for your flexibility this week. 
Thanks, Trent. No problem. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, your home and away voice for Kansas City Chief football right here, 1700 KBGG. Big thank you again to Mitch for joining us today as we get out of here. Football will be back with us tomorrow night. We'll have the Westwood One coverage here of the Jets and the Browns. The Browns looking for victory number one. Busy day on the program starting at noon. We have with Ken Miller and myself, Mark Morehouse will be here. Frank Schwab talking NFL. Andrew Logue will be by. We have a whole lot that will be happening there uh, tomorrow's program. Here on Jimmy B and TC, we'll have Kevin Lehman talking some hoops with him. Ken Silverstein will be by. Jason Galloway previewing the Wisconsin-Iowa game from the Wisconsin perspective from the Wisconsin State Journal. A lot going on, noon to 2 and 4 to 6. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Tonight in the world of sports, well, it is baseball as Wednesdays normally are. A lot of day games, though, that were going on. Of course, going to be watching the Cubs tonight. Cole Hamels will be on the bump against Robbie Ray. 840 trying to cap off that series and the good start to things. If you're scoreboard watching, the Cardinals fall today at the hands of the Atlanta Braves. 7-3 was the final in that one. Dodgers-Colorado, that race uh, race continues to be thick out there. Watching, of course, Milwaukee. They get Cincinnati tonight with Gio Gonzalez on the bump. So uh, that is the night. Boston-Yankees, eh, maybe a little bit. David Price, who hasn't had great success historically, Against uh, against the Yankees, against Severino. So, yeah, not a bad night. Not a bad night at all. And my, my Twins with another win today. Didn't watch a lick of it. We had the Cardinals game on here in the studio. Didn't watch a lick of it. Though if the Twins do win their final 10 games, they'll finish 500. How about that? Break them up. We're going to break up this segment. We are out of here. Thank you so much for listening in. Back tomorrow at noon, as mentioned, myself and Ken, and on your drive home here with Jimmy B and TC. Have a great night, everybody. CBS Sports Radio gets you home on 1700. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa to help with your franchise law needs. Rush Niggin with Brick Gentry Law PC provides law services for those involved in starting a new franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggin can assist you in buying or starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school football season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry Law PC and Rush Niggin. Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial vinyl print wrap on your business vehicle, go to CompleteAutoWraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with the print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. 
Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at completeautoraps.com. Thinking about selling your home soon? Listen up, as this will save you big money. Charterhouse Real Estate is a full-service real estate firm that has eliminated the typical 6 or 7% commission structure that you are used to. We charge sellers $24.95 plus 3%. We know, math stinks, so think about it like this. If you were selling a $200,000 house, you would save roughly $3,500 with us versus a 6% commission. If your home is $400,000, the savings would be $9,500. The best part, you get the savings while still getting all the service. Professional photography, a short three-month contract, social media marketing, sign-in lockbox, all major real estate websites, and of course, your home will be on the MLS as well. Get it all and save money. We like the sound of that. Learn more at charterhouseiowa.com or search for us on Google. And while you're there, make sure to check out our hundreds of five-star reviews. That's charterhouseiowa.com. Touchdown! Don't miss out on tailgates and touchdowns because your cars broke down. Instead, call an Audible by calling Absolute Auto Repair, where we offer free loaner cars while yours is in the shop. At Absolute Auto Repair in Herbdale, we get that when your car breaks down, your life is interrupted. That's why we offer loaner cars to keep your busy life moving. Absolute Auto Repair in Herbdale on Hickman Road near Cobblestone Theater. Google Absolute Auto Repair Herbdale. Absolute Auto Repair is a proud supporter of high school football. Touchdown! Absolute Auto Repair. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at Right 